Before we get started on today's episode, I'm excited to let you know that I am finally releasing my workshop on how to increase your ease and flow in your business without overwhelm. And so that has a lot to do with some energy markers in your human design chart, as well as a lot of other things. And I will be introducing that in a workshop coming up. So you can go to rebeccaturvo.com forward slash flow, that's F-L-O-W, in order to get your seat. All right, let's get started. Welcome to Beautifully Bloomed, the podcast where we explore how to break you out of the box of rules and beliefs that are holding you back from the life you are meant to live. I'm your host, Rebecca Turvo. Join me as I share mindset tools, coaching conversations, and human design to help you uncover your unique gifts and create the life, relationships, and business you desire. So today it's fun. I love talking about human design, as you might know. And what I found interesting is that I did a teaching, actually two teachings on my podcast earlier on line personality profiles in human design. And I did that before even talking about the general types. So I thought I would go backwards. And by the way, I'm a manifesting generator. Sometimes we just skip steps. You know what I mean? Consider this a big skip step skipping thing I did. Um, Usually when somebody knows about human design and someone else knows about human design, the first question they want to know is like, what is your type? So it's really the top overview of there's five types in human design. And generally we can tell a lot about a person if we kind of know their type. Of course, there's a lot of detail underneath the type, but today I want to cover an overview. Once again, I'm not going to go really deep into each of these types, but if you're kind of new to human design or you've um, at least run your chart, right? And you kind of, you kind of know what your type is. I have so many people that come for initial sessions that are like, well, I mean, I know that I'm a projector, but I'm not really sure what that means, right? So So I want to give you just an overview. And if you want more detail, obviously, you know, come for a session, you can sign up for that anytime. But let's talk about the five types. And I usually cover this, um, the way that the types work together by talking about how the types would build a town together. I just feel like it's, and I got that from a couple different other coaches who have used that same analogy. And I think it's a really simple way to just in general, see how the types work together. So we have five types, first of all. And the first type that would be come along would be the manifester. And the manifester is the developer of the town because they see a vision. They have a vision for what the town should look like, where it would be. And they would now inform other types about this vision they have. And they would also probably invite projectors in. Projectors would be the developers and architects, right? But projectors would see the invitation, feel the invitation to come into the project and be the one to put all the resources together, you know, draw out the plan. Really, projectors are here to be the planners and architects. Then we've got the generators and the manifesting generators. And in general, both of these types are builder types. So they are the ones that are actually going to do the work to build the town, to get the stuff done, to actually create the town where there was not one before. There are some differences, though. 
the generator might respond to the plan. They might see the vision, might see the plan that the projector has laid out, that the architect has laid out, and they might say, oh, I want to work on that subdivision. Like that looks really fun to me. But what they're going to do is they're going to build it in a very step-by-step manner. So they'll be like, okay, first I'm going to work on all the foundations. Next, I'm going to work on all the floors. Then I'm going to work on all of the walls, right? They're going to, they're going to build and they're going to do it in a step-by-step manner. Then we have the manifesting generators. They're similar to generators. They have some manifester in them too. And we'll talk about that in a bit. But they will respond to this plan that the projector has put together, that the architect has put together, and they will be be responding to the things that are exciting to them. And they might say, oh, I really love working on the courthouses. I want to work on the courthouse. And then they're like, oh, and the post office. And maybe I'll also work on the park, right? They might uh, respond to several different kinds of things, right? And then they're going to start working on all of them. <laughs> they might start, you know, doing many things at once, but really they are going to not be as focused as the generator. They're going to be start working on one thing and they'll have an idea, you know, for something else that they're also working on and they might skip over there and start working on that. It's just a different way of working, but I'm going to talk in a bit about what the strategy, not the strategy, what the gifts are for each type and why that is, why that's so for how the manifesting generators work. Okay. The last type is the reflectors. And I would say like, I've thought about this a lot, reflectors would be really great interior designers. If they were in a space, they could really feel what needed, what was needed in that space. So That's what we have. We have the manifestors who are the developers, the projectors who are the architects and planners, the generators and manifesting generators who are here to actually do the work and build the town. Then we've got the reflectors who can come in and really be the ones who know what's needed in each space to make it work for the people who will be occupying that space. So now I want to go into each type a little more deeply, except I'm not going to go in major depth. Today, I want to talk about each type and what their strategy is. And strategy means, you know, what is the best way for them to interact with the world and with the energy of the other types? What are the gifts and what are the challenges? So it's just basic, right? Type, strategy, gifts, challenges. So let's start at the top again with the manifestors. Remember that the manifestors were the developers, but they're here to really initiate us into action. Their strategy is to inform because they have this internal creative dialogue going on. They have this kind of divine inspiration, you could say. There's something inside them um, that they have to respond to that they need to and and I'm not talking about respond as their strategy I'm saying that there's something inside of them that needs to be created they have this drive to create something and so they are here to inform us what that thing is so their strategy is to inform and they're here to initiate us into action it can feel like a big energy for those of us who aren't manifestors. Manifestors make up about 9% of the population and they really um, are in kind of this creative energy flow. So the gifts of the manifestor, of course, is they can just go initiate things. This is a gift. They can initiate things. They can start things. 
um, they can bring their vision. When, when manifestors are in alignment with who they are, they can really be powerful and just get a lot of stuff done, right? They can just go and make these big things happen. So that's the gift of it. Here's the challenge though. The challenge for manifestors are that it's challenging to inform. I just, I was on a, I had a, a business reading done with a, a coach, a fellow human design coach. And she is a manifester and she told me that she does not like to inform. It doesn't feel good to her. It doesn't feel normal to her to inform. It's really hard. So that's actually a challenge for manifestors. But here's the issue. If they're not informing, right, they cannot gather the support that they need. Because the the this challenge for manifestors is they do not have a defined sacral center. So the sacral center is where there's an ongoing energy source that some of the other types have. Manifestors do not have that sacral center defined. So they have energy for starting things, initiating things, but the other challenge is that they can feel impatient. So they might feel angry, right? They might feel angry when their creative energy or their flow is... Um, interrupted. They might feel very impatient and not want to inform us. They're going to have a hard time getting support when they're not informing, right? Because if they're not informing, it's really difficult for anybody to step in and say, hey, I can help with that. Um, they will be, they will feel challenged when they're being told what to do. Manifestors aren't necessarily here to be told what to do. They're here to initiate. They will feel a challenge when they're not resting enough. They really need to be in touch with their energy cycle of creation and rest. There is a time to create. There's a time to rest. There's definitely a cycle for manifestors. And they try to be generators, right? So if you think about our society, we live in a generator society. So I, I, when I get to generators, that will make more sense. So basically, if you're a manifestor, it's time to listen more to when you need to rest. It's time to listen to that inner uh, vision you have to, you know, what is it you're here to initiate? It's you're not here to to just listen to what other people want you to do, right? You're here to have a vision and kind of initiate stuff into action. So the next type is projectors. Projectors, their strategy is to wait to be invited. So that is weird, right? It's I feel like out of all the types, it's kind of a weird strategy. Like, what are you talking about? Wait to be invited. It's something I think a lot of projectors have a hard time accepting that specific specific strategy. It can feel challenging. And what that means, and I often tell my projector clients, is that it's not necessarily like somebody's gonna call you on the phone and or send you a embossed, engraved invitation in the mail. Well, they might, right? That's one way invitations come in. But there's all kinds of ways in invitations come in. You know, when people are joining your email list or when they're um, following you on your social media, they have invited you into their world. They have given you an invitation. You get to be you. You get to, you get to tell us what you're up to, what you're working on, what you offer in your email list, in, on your social media platforms. You've been invited by those people. So... There's many different ways to look at the strategy of being invited, but that's also a challenge, right? For projectors, I find that all of us have challenge with our strategies if we look at that, all of us types. So for projectors, their gifts are though to really manage 
the work of the world. They're really great. I have worked with a lot of projectors. I've worked with several projectors who I've hired to help me to strategize. They're really good at that stuff. Like I am a manifesting generator and I have 10 zillion ideas and they're here and I'm trying to work on this, that, and the other thing. And I can hire a projector who can come in and just say, okay, listen, <laughs> let's put some of this stuff in order. They're really good at that. I have experienced it for myself. So projectors, again, do not have the sacral energy, just like manifestors. Manifestors don't have the sacral energy and neither do projectors. So the challenge, again, with projectors is managing their energy, is being wise about when they need to work and when they need to rest. It's really listening to their body. It's listening to their need for rest. They might feel unseen and unheard. I One of my clients told me, a projector client said that, you know, she just always felt misunderstood. And I totally can see that about projectors, right? If you're, the thing about projectors, if you're trying to insert yourself into conversations, you're trying to insert yourself where you haven't been invited, you're trying to insert yourself into work you haven't been invited to, there's going to be an energy of offness about it. There's going to be a feeling of something's not right there. It's going to feel hard. It's going to feel there's going to be resistance. So I feel like if you are a projector, instead of trying that and trying to be force yourself right into situations, trying to initiate again, not a manifester, we're a projector. Instead, what if you really lean into the waiting to be invited to things? You know, and I know what another challenge that ma- um, projectors have then is, well, what if I never get invited, right? If they don't trust that they'll ever be invited, this is a challenge. And then trying to generate, trying to initiate, trying to be a generator type, right? There's so many projectors and manifestors, there's that burnout factor. Now, all types get burned out in different ways. So I'm going to talk a little bit about that with generators and manifesting generators too. But really projectors just, you can be so wise about work and rest. That's part of the wisdom of your type. Generators. Generators are here with a lot of energy. They're here to respond. That's their strategy. The generator strategy is to respond to outside clues. Let's call them signs from the universe or clues. It's like, Uh, manifestors are here to really pay attention to their inner creative flow and their inner energy and what's initiating them forward in action. Generators are not here to initiate based on an internal flow. Generators are here to respond to outside things. So what I usually say is that could be many different things. It can be an invitation, right? Somebody might invite you to something, you get a chance to respond. Now I want to tell you as a generator, you have this ongoing sacral energy, you have a defined sacral center, but that's also your gut response. So generators are here to follow their gut. They're here to respond to things that are happening around them in their life to respond and and follow the gut and to ask their gut, is this for me? Is that for me? Is this for me? Is that for me? Right? So generators are here to respond. And they're also can get frustrated. They have a lot of energy, right? They do. What happens what I find with generators is they can overextend themselves into work that is not really for them. So yes, there's all the energy to do all the work and how generators get burnt out is because they commit to things that they don't really want to do. They end up working on a lot of different projects that they don't really want to work on. The key for generators is find the work that lights you up 
and I always say this, when you work on things that light you up, it, it really becomes, you may become a magnet, magnet for more things to come into your world for you to respond to, right? So generators, you're here to master something. You're here to work and build and master things. Um, you know, your, your challenge, of course, is trying not to initiate. <laughs> Initiating is not for generators, Okay, and then let's move on to the manifesting generators, kind of similar to the generators, kind of similar to manifestors. So there's, let's say if we put a little bit of the manifestor together with a little bit of the generator, we come up with this manifesting generator. So manifesting generators are also here as a strategy to respond, not to initiate. One of the challenges, right? Manifesting generators, trying to initiate too many things. So if we put together though, the manifesting generator would be responding, and informing. So in the same way as generators respond, manifesting generators are here to respond to what's going on in their environment, to use their gut. They have that ongoing sacral energy and that gut response. Okay. Now I'm not going to talk about authority today and how, if you have emotional authority, it might like, you know, mean something more about the gut response, but in general, manifesting generators, you're here to respond to what's going on in your environment. Also, though, you're here to inform. So you need to respond and inform. You might feel better that way because you might feel yourself. You move really quickly. You have an internal flow of creative energy, just like a manifester, right? You have this internal flow, but it's helpful to inform others around you of what you're doing, right? Respond to what you're, respond, you know, knowing, like following your gut response and also inform those around you. You will probably feel some frustration and anger, right? When you're out of alignment. Uh, multitasking is important. I, you know, Karen Curry Parker said one time, and I found this to be true, me, myself, being a manifesting generator, she said that, manifesting generators are here to work on multiple things at once and not because you know they're gonna like let's say if you have five projects going on in your business it's not because all of those five things will create um, the abundance that you want for instance however what's important is that the manifesting generator use up their energy right so it's important to keep their creative flow going by doing these multiple things at one time by working on different tasks at the same time, working on different projects, jumping from thing to thing. Um, and sometimes we're here too, as manifesting generators, we tend to find efficiencies because we can find things that we can skip. We might skip some steps along the way. Sometimes, you know, the steps we skip are not the right steps to skip and we have to go back and, you know, I, it, we just get impatient because we now have to go back and fix some mistakes, right? But so manifesting generators, our challenges can be that we're trying to initiate. We feel like a manifester. We want to initiate just like everybody else. And we get impatient. People just aren't moving fast enough, right? We're not informing people. We're also, um, the challenge could be to, one of the things that manifesting generators get told is you need to focus, right? You need to focus. You, need to focus. you have business coaches. They tell you, focus on one thing, focus on one thing. I can tell you, honestly, even this has been my experience when manifesting generators try to focus on one thing that really shuts down that creative flow that shuts down that creative energy. There is a need for you to have multiple things going on at a time. It's okay. Even if people think it looks like you're scattered, right? That's one thing I used to worry about. Like people are going to think I'm just flaky or something. And I'm like, no, it's okay. Right. It's okay. That's just the manifesting generator in us. Now, the last type, I do not have a lot of 
reflectors that come into my life. So I'm going to talk briefly about it. I don't, I have had one reflector. And the reason is there's only 1% of the population that are reflect. They do not, again, have that sacral center. They don't have that ongoing energy, that physical ongoing energy, like the generator types. And reflectors are just really their own thing. And they have such beautiful gifts. Reflectors, if you look at their body chart, they have zero of the centers colored in. It's very rare, like I said, 1%. Um, I am thinking not, my kids are not reflectors, but one of my family members, I believe is a reflector, but I've been studying behind the scenes myself and reflecting, (laughs) reflecting on my reflector family member before I really say that that's true. I'm, I'm going to do some more research to make sure that I have like the time, right, of the birth and stuff, because I am very curious using that my own study purposes, right? Somebody in my family. Reflectors are here to follow the lunar cycle. It's just um, so different than the other types, but they're really here. The gift is to reflect the health of the community. They can totally feel what's going on. They can reflect back to us what we need to know for ourselves, what we need to be healthy, what we need to um, heal. There's some challenges of being a reflect- reflector. If you're, if the reflectors are not in the right environment, it's going to be really hard for them, right, to tap into their own selves because they're so open to all the energy going on and all the people around them. They definitely need a lot of rest and they need a supportive environment. So that's the only thing I'm going to say right now about reflectors. There's uh, more information you can find in human design books and probably online. Uh, let me know. DM me. What type are you? I mean, what rings true for you? What doesn't ring true for you? Does any of it sound like you at all? I'm just curious. All right. I am so excited to um, bring more human design knowledge in the future. But uh, that's it for this episode. If you enjoy listening to this podcast, please go subscribe so that you get notified of all the future goodies that are coming along. While you're there, please leave me a review and let me know what you think. So excited to share this with you and can't wait to talk to you next time. Bye.